Hi everybody, it's Q and welcome back to my tapes. In this episode, I'm going to be hypothesizing whether or not Quibi was a front for money laundering, allegedly. (laughs) This is so messy. All right, if that's anything that you want to listen to, let's begin. First, I really want to start this video off by saying that I have no facts, no receipts whatsoever to make any of these alleged claims, just like Quibi didn't. (laughs) Just like Quibi didn't when they launched all their media. Um, As you can tell already, this, this video is of a trollish origin (laughs) and in this video we will pretty much be shooting the shit about why i think quibi was a money laundering front allegedly all jokes all jokes maybe i don't know and how i just feel like all of these unqualified people making all of these media companies lack context and obviously as we can see they like to burn their money one point nine billion specifically um so yeah let's start with quibi let's start with the just the general overview of quibidum um of quibi failure of quibiscence um let us begin with the beginning the beginning and end started for quibi april oh i have to check this say april 6 2020 approximately Six months ago, at the helm, uh, Kassenberg and that stupid-ass interview that he gave a few months later about why Quibi was starting to fail, Quibi started and ended the day that they did not know how to reach their target demographic. Quibi ended the day that they did not understand who and how and why people watch short form content. Quibi ended the day that they were given $1 billion in venture capital and did not understand who made culture in pop social media. Quibi is a complete failure. It was destined to fail. Okay, let's, just in case anybody was confused. With all the parts and with all the tentacles, all the Squidward Squilliam tentacles that they have flying with all these stupid, whack-ass ideas that they pushed and then bought Emmys with. Ooh, we ain't gonna get into that. (laughs) We're not gonna get into that. We're We're not gonna get into award shows today. Today's not the time. It's not the time. But with all of these hypotheses that they draw, drew, drawn up, as they say, Quibi was never going to make it. Let there be no mistake. Hopefully there is no confusion whatsoever. I'm about to talk like Tyler Perry, Atlanta, confusion, confusion. Let there be no confusion about what really took place with Quibi. Okay. I think that the money laundering started allegedly allegedly with the ceo i think it started with the ceo and the founders um and you can do your own research on who these people are what companies that they come from but 
you know, I, I really do feel like a lot of money was funneled in and pumped out to people of big names. I really feel like a lot of people got paid off. These concept for shows didn't even make no sense. There's only about one or two shows that I feel like was interesting and something that they could have really done a play on, which I will talk about some good notes later. I will talk about like creative media and things that maybe they did right and what they could have done, but I feel like people had already been given their free consultant. They they had people had been doing free consulting for Quibi. I'm pretty sure as they started to get pre-seed and venture capital money. But right now, no, no, no. We will continue to roast Quibi. We will continue to roast Quibi and what went wrong. Okay. Let's start with not understanding their target demographic. Like a lot of these streaming services, I really don't, I really do believe that some of them just do not know what they want. They don't know what they want and they don't know what they want to do. So let's start there. They don't know what they want and they don't know what to do. A good example of this is Disney Plus. Like only recently, you know, Disney announced that they wanted to start restructuring and that they really want to be streaming first focused. I still feel like Disney does not know what they want to do. I don't think they understand who their target demographic is, you know, which is why obviously the big conglomerate that owns Disney and ESPN and Hulu and all these other kind of networks, they, they split and they arrange their tar- target demographics. So coming back to Quibi, you know, they said that they wanted this to be a way for, I guess, millennials who are going to work to watch short form content in a quick bite. <laughs> Y'all, what is that? What is that? What is that? So I don't even think they understood who was really consuming short form content at the time that they had thought of this. Even if even if we didn't talk about the rise of TikTok and these other platforms, like they should have known like who was consuming shorter form content and quick content from creators on their phones primarily. And it wasn't millennials. It wasn't millennials. I think even looking at the content and the way in which they produced and some of the tech choices that they chose to have, like for example, you weren't allowed to screen capture anything, any of the media, which meant that nobody could make any memes. And we all know that memes, okay, if you don't, like, so so we are also in this video, we're gonna get specific and also broad at the same time. I will make some definition definitions for a few things, but not all, but we could start with memes, right? If you don't know this, let's describe memes very quickly for the for the for, for those in the back that just don't know. Memes are cultural commentary. Like they're comments on culture, they're comments on ideas, they're comments on art. And then they're spread around. That's what memes are. You made it such that people can't even culturally comment either funny, sad, roast or no on anything that you've made, but you trying to reach maybe late Gen Z, early millennials? Are you stupid? Are you stupid? Like, like are y'all in, are, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I know obviously this came from a place of joke joke, but y'all walk with me, walk with me here because I, I'm not even gonna lie. When I say money laundering, like I'm really not like, allegedly, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing for the people listening. but. But I'm playing, but I'm not playing. 
I'm playing, but I'm not playing because none of this makes any sense. I think that's, that's another thing that I really want people to peace. I want people to be stupid with me. I want people to be trolling, trollish with me. Walk with me here. Walk with me in my stupidity here. If it is stupidity, walk with me. Let's swim in the stupidity together because like none of this makes any sense. You don't know. You guys didn't have enough money to do market research on who was consuming quick, short form content. And we know that the largest consumers of more shorter form content would be content made from creators. And who is consuming content from creator, content creators? They're mostly younger people. Gen Z audiences are not watching cable in <laughs> mass. They're not. And if I do watch cable, it's not because I actually got a cable in my apartment. No, no, no. It's because I probably have to pay for a satellite app to get cable on my phone, like, or on my laptop and project it to my TV or have like a Roku. Like, come on. So let's start there. That don't even make any sense. You didn't understand your de target demographic of who was going to be... Tr Who's going to be watching short form content? That doesn't make sense. Strike one. Let's go on to part two. Part two. Content creation and not understanding ideas and media and how it needs to be consumed. So, you know, I brought this example up about memes and how, how can you not understand? So first of all, you don't understand who you want to target to. Okay. That's one thing, but it's also that you're also saying that, you know, let, let's look at these names again, Kassenberg and come on, come on, Kassenberg and Meg Whitman, Meg Whitman and Jeffrey, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey and Meg, listen. Y'all are telling me that not only were you not able to properly pinpoint and make a decision on your target demographic, but you are also telling me that with this short form content, you don't under, you don't even understand the sort of short form content and cultural content that is made and consumed in mass or at least who makes it. We'll, we'll get into who makes it. That's part three. That's part. We're going to get into who makes culture in part three. <laughs> Let's remain on part two. So, so you don't even understand how and why people consume content from content creators. Now, let me play a small devil. Let me let me get let, let me be the small devil and sit on the shoulder of Meg Whitman for a second. Let me let me aid. Let me aid her. Let me aid her in this argument that I'm making right now. Let's say, okay, maybe you guys did understand the why. Maybe you did understand the how. And maybe, and maybe Quibi was like, we don't want to work with those ghetto, poor, bootstrapping content YouTubers and makers and shakers. No, no, no. We don't want to work with those peasants. <laughs> we want to work with high class. We want to work with. We want to work with people of the hidden miss. We want to work with the people you don't have access to. Wow, did I really insert Naruto in this? Forgive me. Let's say you really just wanted to work with people who they had the ability to place themselves in traditional media. You still misunderstood the why and the how. So even if you wanted to bring in the people, the who's, 
You didn't understand the why and the how, but you wouldn't bring in people of traditional media. How were you ever going to get the right screenwriters? How were you ever going to purchase the right scripts to create content that people really felt elevated itself over the minimal, the minimal, you know, production schemes that maybe YouTubers or TikTokers have? I'm not advocating. So, so yeah, with that, I want to make sure that I'm making it clear that I'm not necessarily advocating that we don't consume media that doesn't have a production value to it or that people haven't spent years or months like writing and working on as scripts. I'm not saying that people's work shouldn't be pub- published and purchased at a six, seven figure quote to be on a streaming service. Netflix does this all the time, but you know, I don't want to talk about how Netflix they show, you know, that you know, people at this point, we're not quite sure people will subscribe to Netflix because of their original content, but we don't want to get into that. Um so yeah, like I'm not saying that I have an aversion to like highly produced shows. Like nobody said that. Nobody said that, Katzenberg. Nobody said that Meg Whitman. Nobody said that Whitman. So now I'm going to remove myself as a devil. I'm going to jump off her shoulder for a second. So let's come back to reality. Because the reality is you didn't know what you were doing. You did not understand what you were doing. And even if you brought in these people, all these fucking people that you were laundering money to, allegedly, all these people that you were paying off, allegedly, giving them all this way to get a big ass check, The media didn't even make sense, which I also feel like that's how we know like this whole operation, like whatever it is y'all were doing, like I I, I am almost, I almost feel like, I don't know. I don't want to say like I'm Kuno Damas in these streets. I don't want to say that I can predict the future, but I hypothesize that in a few months we might hear some stories. We might hear some reports. I'm like, so what did y'all do with all the money if it wasn't to develop a sound business structure if it wasn't to do the market research if it wasn't to make art that people genuinely liked and that would receive well if it wasn't to do screen tests if it wasn't to get a good story if it wasn't even to integrate people that are not new faces and Chrissy Teigen then what in the hell did you guys use all the money for like so what were you guys doing like so what did you guys so you so so what i'm hearing if that was not the case if so if you guys weren't doing all of those things one could you know hypothesize like what did you guys do with all the money like you paid people but it's clear that you didn't use it properly but this is such a huge mistake to make how can you make short form content you don't pinpoint your target demographic on the content that is going to be made you bring in all these celebrities that nobody my age, no shade, like are really interested in. And then you want this to be a success with just bad content. So then what were y'all really doing? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's clear you don't know what you're doing. So let's talk about the people who do know what they do. Let's talk about people who make culture. Let's talk about people who made content creation that a lot of people really connect with. Let's talk about them. Let's go on to part three, the who's. So in this part, I really want to talk about, I want to start with culture. So, so, you know, I started with talking about memes and just, you know, who were memes made by black people? Um, Who were these cultural kind of 
transformational quotes and ideas and photos to capture and talk about other cultural moments made by black people. I had to pause because I, I just, I, we need to make sure like y'all are not confused. <laughs> I want to make sure that y'all are keeping up. Keep up. Okay. Keep up. Keep up. Keep up. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to take a long pause just to make sure we are all on the same page. I am extremely confused on why and you know actually forget black people for a second you know that Katzenberg actually said that they he did not want none of those peasants he said I don't want none of those fucking non-traditional media peasant poor non-production having non-connection having non-affluent status connection BAFTA uh you know holding you know we don't want any of these outsiders None of them. We he literally said in a and I, I don't you know you guys can search this on your own. I'm not making claims here. He literally said we do not want to work with any YouTubers. I think David Dobrik and you know all these other companies, all these people you know with LLCs behind them that you know I guess for I guess white people like you know wider audiences. I don't know like these people have large like audiences that. I feel like people who look like me, I don't really connect. I don't know you, don't really connect with your content. I don't know other people that look like me that connect with your content that are Gen Z, but you know what? There's a large market of other people that do. And they had actually approached them. They were like, look, we can work on a project. Like we can work on a short form show. Like we can work on something that can drive an audience. And Katzenberg and Whitman, they were like, no. And actually, I believe the manager of Dobrik, and I think like, is it Mr. Beast? Like, I don't know. Like one of the, it was like, I'm thinking of like three people. Their manager had said this. And I think this is under some thread for probably maybe Taylor Lorenz, you know, y'all can search her up. Was like, yeah, we asked and they were like, no. We asked and they said, no. They said, please don't contact us again. The answer is no. We'll never let y'all on, plot, get out of our office. So it's just like, y'all weren't even trying to play the game. You know what I mean? Because I also want to talk about, the reason why I bring them up isn't really because I don't really connect with their content, but it's like, you're not even trying to play the numbers game. Like, you're not even trying to play the subscription game. You're, you're not even trying to play to win. Strike three. <laughs> you're not even trying to play to win. We talking about capitalism. We talking about people that you borrowed money from, that lent you money, gave you money for venture. And you're not even playing to win. That is really sus. Like, really, really sus. I don't know. It's really, really sus. Like, it is. So with that, you know, kind of moving away from these larger content creators that, you know, I would say maybe you know, non-black people of color, like these people maybe, I don't know. I don't really want to speak for other, you know, POC, you know, I, I don't want to talk for the other people, you know, I don't really connect with it, but let's talk about culture that people connect with and people have continuously expounded on time and time again. And it's content and culture and commentary and ideas that come out of black American culture, right? I don't understand for the life of me why you guys want to talk about culture and commentary and ideas that spread short form and there was no mention on what black American people 
that maybe screen wrote, that wrote, that have these ideas continuously, or maybe they're even consecrators. Like none of them. Like I, I heard no involvement. Not only from people who were syndicated. In fact, you know what? I don't really care about syndication because we're we're gonna conclude with that in a second about you know why did you involve all these big name people like that? I feel like are not really shaking up culture. The people who are really shaking up culture are not celebrities. Like they're they're people like us, right? They're people that go on the bus. They're people that go to our schools. They're people that make comments with their friends, that talk in a Discord, that talk in a chat, that are in group chat, that are on their private text chat with their friends. Like these are the people making all this micro commentary and ideas. So for the life of me, I don't know why when Quibi rolled this out, it's like looking at the slate, looking at the writers. I'm like, I'm not seeing a lot of black American writers. I'm not seeing a lot of, you know, reports of whose film did you purchase? And they were black. And obviously I'm giving this from my specific perspective but if we talk about general perspective, so if we talk about non-anecdote stuff, so let's get into stats. Let it, let's get into data. This is public. You guys can search it up. I might include some links, honestly, below, because, you know, some people, they don't like to read, read, read. They don't want to do research. They, they want to pretend as though people aren't, you know. So I don't know. I might include some links, you know. Maybe I should just put my Venmo down here because I'm doing too much work for y'all. Um, so let's talk about stats for a second. The largest media consumers of entertainment in the United States are black American people. <laughs> this is for streaming. This is for cable. This is for media consumption and engagement on social media platforms. By about, I believe, 86% as of first quarter 2020. And it's been that way for years. It's been that way for, I think, over a decade. Black Americans are the largest consumers of media in the United States. Full stop. That's a sentence. For the life of me, they are the largest amount of people that go and watch movies and theaters. Like, they, Black American people consume media. And not only do Black American people consume media, partially because they want to see themselves in media, which is just like, you guys, if we really are talking about capitalism and numbers and money, for the life of me, I have no clue why you are not finding Black people to hire, Black people to see themselves on screen, Black writers, Black directors. Like, I have no clue why. If we are talking just about money, if we are just talking about money and making money, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. If we are going off of the pure numbers of people who are just consuming media, let's say outside of the black American demographic in the United States that are millennials and Gen Z, let's say we're looking at just other groups of people. We're gonna see the same thing. The largest, the people right after black Americans, these were not the majority of the people involved in these sort of projects, in these writing rooms that were being chosen to direct. Were, that were the films that were bought and purchased or shows that were bought and purchased by Quibi. It doesn't make any sense. If we're going off of numbers and capitalism, right, which is what y'all want to do, that's why y'all shut down because you siphoned the money into people's pockets and you said we weren't going to make enough money. For the life of me, I'm not understanding why Quibi did not first try and go to the people consuming media and saying, the people that want to, the people that are actively consuming media, what do we need to make? 
What do we need to be making to bring in this percentage to capture this amount of this market? Very, very peculiar, I would say. But then there's the other side of the coin, which is Black American people make a lot of media and ideas and say a lot of things that drive a lot of culture. Black Americans create culture that other people use and employ and take and steal. Y'all know where I was going with this. I mean, come on, don't roll your eyes now. Don't roll your eyes now. You knew where this was going. Black American people make so much culture that continues to inspire and continuously makes makes waves in the entertainment industry in the United States of all forms, in social media, in entertainment, in traditional media, on YouTube, on TikTok. I have a video that I made and I'm still, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to edit it, but one of the questions that I posed in that video, and this is something that I kind of want y'all to think about because maybe this can try and put things into perspective because I don't really care about Quibi like that. We're done talking about Quibi. Quibi, Quibi, Quibi gone, is over, is done. Take your $1.9 million, billion dollars that y'all, whatever the fuck happened to that money, get the fuck out. Like, just go. Stop and stop. No more interviews talking about it was because of coronavirus. That's why we weren't able to succeed. You're all imbeciles. Was that mean? Yes. You're all incompetent. And purposefully so. Like, too much incompetence, in fact. That's why y'all look shady. Y'all should have at least made it believable. You know what I mean? You should have at least made it believable that you actually tried. That's why you're looking real sus. I do feel like in seven months, we could be getting some news on what really happened with Quibi and his failure. Mark my words. I'm not even, I'm not even playing. Like, seven months. Give it seven months. I think we could be having this conversation again and I'll leave it at that. Um, I had a question that I posed in this video that I'm editing and it was this and it has to do with TikTok. If all the black people left TikTok and stopped making content on TikTok, the app's over. The app is done. The app is over and it's done. The app is over. Listen to me, listen to me. What, this is the question. And I want you to really think about this. And I want you to talk to me about like, how do you feel about this? All, it's all jokes. Please put a legend when you put your, you know, hypotheses, you know. But like, first of all, what did you think about this? Could be being, being shut down, especially if you're black and like, like, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about this? I feel like a lot of content, if you're a content creator and you're not black, like, how do you feel about this? Like, how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel that a big ass project that got funded a billion dollars said we don't even have enough cash change to throw at some content creators to make engaging content that is already being watched by millennials and Gen Z? How does that make you feel and what are your thoughts? But then another question I want to ask if you want to answer black or no is what do you think would happen if all the black content creators on TikTok left? And that's it. That's the fucking video. I believe Quibi was used to money launder, allegedly. Quibi is sus as fuck. Quibi is done. Quibi is a failure. You're all imbeciles. In fact, I think there was also one report that came out not even like 17 hours ago about Meg Whitman. I'm paraphrasing. So that she didn't even know about the demographic of media. She didn't even know anything about content creation. And she got involved in the project. I'm like, so you're all friends. You're all just passing around money. And you're all making projects that don't work on purpose. You don't want it to work. 
That's why you get in stupid people that don't know anything about content creation and they're here getting venture capital funding of one point fucking nine billion. Really? And that's it. That's a video. Thank you. This has been another one of my fucking tape. I think this is going to be tape one side B. And I'll see y'all later. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.